You are listening to Dad Bods Podcast. Enjoy and remember to always cash tickets. Welcome everybody to episode 21 of the Dad Bods Podcast. Dad Bods. That's how my voice sounds. I'm trying to drink tea <clears throat> to sound Dude. proper over here. Dude, we have a big show today. We have huge we have Devin joining us from the Hoops Ball podcast, I believe. That is correct. We have the Shark to do some NFL. But first, um, I don't know if you've noticed, but I have a nice beard going. What do you think is about that, this? Is that a Movember-inspired beer? Kind of, yeah. Are you going to go mustache? I couldn't get away with a mustache. My wife would probably shoot me. But There's still time. Men's health. I can get, I can get away with a beard and then like shave it into a mustache at the end i like that um but the one i can see I, you fu manchu yeah yeah i mean i think it looks pretty good but yeah. the uh, sharp the one thing i'm really realizing about a be- about having a beard is that it's almost like having a bonsai tree you're just constantly just i was in front of the mirror with like, the <laughs> smallest pair of scissors just, you know trying to <laughs> trying you're a to better clip, man than i i probably don't even, even pay it, enough attention trying to, it. to even it up it looks so, I looked like an idiot. I was like, what am I doing? And I, I, I felt like Mr. Miyagi. The real dangerous part is if you, if you think it's uneven and then you just keep going and before you know it, it's, it's gone. It's it was really gone. just me just like trying to like, just like isolate the grays and just snip. <laughs> what are you, a dad or something? You got, you got grays? Ah, oh, man. Yeah, but. Oh, um, so we put out that, we put out that poll. And the people obviously want week 11 talk, which we nothing can stop the NFL. I really thought I had high hopes for the bachelor. Well, Bachelorette. Bachelorette. It, ended, it ended up pretty damn close to be honest with you. So I think we should at least touch on the bachelorette. We owe it to the, to bachelor nation. We owe it to ourselves really. Yeah. You know, I mean, let's be honest. Yeah. So, um, I sent out that tweet last night of the, of the guy doing the shrugs. Is that I think it's Ben, right? Is that Ben? Is it Ben? I don't know anybody's name. So, like, precursor. I'm not great with names, but I might be better. Bachelorette I, Nation. I might be better at the names than my wife. Because, oh, really? Yeah. Because I'm expecting, I'm expecting a lot of female listeners tonight. Humble brag. Um, but I was, watching, so I was watching Mac on my laptop while my wife's watching The Bachelorette. And she's like, did you just see that? <laughs> and I had to rewind and make that video of that guy doing the shrugs. God, that was the, that was the dumbest face. The dumbest face. Good form on the shrug, though. God, nothing, gets, nothing gets me going like a dumb face. Like a dumb face? <laughs> dumb, dumb face. I big think hair. You should retweet it and, and blow it up. <laughs> you should get closer to the dumb face. I need, I, I need to turn that into a gift. Big cat style. Joe Buck, big cat style. Yeah, <laughs> yeah make the face really big. <laughs> Have you also noticed, and hopefully some, some women can, can shed some light, but what's or with the old the, man who bats big, what's big, with, big bats? Yeah, that's, that's another, that's another you know, targeted viewer we're trying to get. Yep. But their hair, the guy's hair is huge. Their hair is like six The guy who made high. the face or, or yeah, all the hair? Most, most, all most of the hair. Yeah. Mine doesn't do that. Is the hair get? So I told my wife, I'm like, I'm growing the hair, big hair, tailored beard. Now I, just need, now I just need to work on the body because the <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> that's where are I'm you, lacking. 
Are you team Chasen? Uh, no. He's the, no. he's the guy that Dumpface was fighting with. Yes, he was the dump, the guy that, that, that made the dump face that has shoulder issues that couldn't oil Correct. wrestle. Correct. I mean, dude, you do the dump face and then you can't oil wrestle. Poor effort. <laughs> I mean, what the hell are you there for, man? I mean, that's, that's, that's I'm, why, I might need that's to go why back you watch. You're not winning. I need to break down the oil wrestling tape, see, see what, really, what really happened. So I think we need to pick a winner. I think that's what we need to do. So let me, there's a guy on here that I think is going to win, but I don't know his name. And I don't want to. Does he have a dumb face? <laughs> He's a big, he has, does he, he, have big have, hair? He, has, he doesn't have big hair. He's an African-American gentleman. And maybe it's Brendan. Oh, no, it's Ivan, Ivan. Ivan is my choice. Oh, Ivan got, I think Ivan, Ivan won something. Yes. You're he won right. like he, first impression Rose. Even though he won like uh, the Rose at the group. God, we sound really into this now. I'm going Ben. Ben the better? <laughs> Zero losses <laughs> lifetime. I'm going. <laughs> yeah. So you won. Um, Let me see if it's Ivan. I, I want, I, yeah, it's Ivan. I know for a fact. Some are calling him a dark horse, but I think he's a front runner. And you I like, like it. Ben and you like it. versus and your Ivan. Team ben? Yeah, not Bennett. Not Bennett. Yeah, Bennett, the Harvard ben. grad that can't do math. Yeah. Correct. Um, who is Ben? Explain Ben to me. I think ben, so. Ben Ben looked like he was getting some good uh, some good camera time. You know, on the what episode I watched, like? some good engagement. Ben. Ben. Ben the Bachelorette. That's a good yeah. nickname for him, isn't it? Uh, he he kind of he's got oh, some big hair. I see him. He's got, he's got a big face. He's got a big face. So big face guys always have a chance. Yeah. Can we agree? Bodes well for a commitment, I think. Yeah. The, They're always really good football line. players. Really like Zeke, huge big face, huge face. We used to have a. I one of my buddies did a draft, did an NFL fantasy draft, and he only drafted big face guys. Speaking of drafts, we are the the I I can't even get the words out because I feel oh, bad for Knicks. this. The Knicks are on the clock. Um, I feel bad for Big Cat because I know he wanted Obi Toppin so bad for the Bulls, and they picked that random dude that was a Patrick sixth man Willis. Six, he was like sixth man of the year in college. Patrick you know? Willis, yeah. Patrick How are you Willis. sixth man of the year in college? You could draft fourth. He had no highlights, so they had to show him being like a fake florist as, his, am, as his promo package. I'm a little Killian, surprised. Killian Hayes. This whole draft is going to be strange. Yeah, it, it's, it's – I mean, we're chatting about this, and Bebo's an NBA guy, and he's saying there's going to be a lot of good uh, role players, which I think we all can agree. But who wants to watch a draft with role players? Yeah, I think they were – there was probably two or three that separated themselves in the top across um, the youngest ball, <coughs> right. excuse me, which is crazy. Um, Wiseman and uh, Anthony show. Edwards. We're not talking about the youngest ball. So um, we will see. So we have NBA draft. We have Maction night two. Night one was relatively, relatively uneventful as far as crazy games. Um, 
but we have three Maction games tonight. Um, a little surprising that, that Eastern Michigan doesn't hang in with Toledo a little bit more, in my opinion. Um, Western Michigan, shout out to Megan making money. That was one of her picks tonight. I loved that play. I have them teased. They're cruising, right? They're cruising. They were down 14-0 and 28 unanswered. Wow. Yeah, pretty crazy. Uh, and then uh, Ball State and Northern Illinois are tied at half. So there is your Maction, your mandatory Maction update. Maction, if you get us on a Tuesday or Wednesday night, you will always get Maction. Yeah, and it's always fun to hear about a Maction update at halftime when you're listening the day after it happens. Right? Right. Okay, good. <clears throat> so It's important. You can look back and say, oh, yeah, that's, that, that did happen. So that was Bachelor Talk. I think we should, I think we should keep doing Bachelorette. I keep saying Yeah, bachelor. I'm into it. I, I'm usually up there poking around. I think it's fun. Watch right? it. Well, so as long as we, we have record, to be careful because we record, we sometimes we record on Tuesdays. I know. So no. that would be a direct, we might have to permanently move to Wednesday. Uh, or Wednesday. we might just have to do like a standalone video and put it out on the, uh, on the, the sphere. I'm welcome. Cool. I welcome it. That could be really, really good uh, fleet, fleet content. Fleet content. Fred, Fred Van Fleet. <laughs> fleet. <clears throat> Fleetwood Mac. They're back. I love, I love cranberry juice. Oh, well, what do you think? Should we toss it over to our guest? Let's, uh, let's bring it on over. So we hope you guys stick around. We got a lot of fun stuff coming, but we are starting with Mr. Devin Ellington from uh, Hoopball, Hoopball, the Hoopball yes. podcast. I'm going to talk a little college football, a little college hoops, and then uh, talk about his podcast and how he's kind of grown that and Maybe you learn some stuff from it. And maybe yeah. drop a pick. Stick Ooh. around. Deal. See ya. Thanks for sticking around, everyone. We are back, as promised, with our guest, Devin Ellington from Hoopball, co-founder and host of the Today in Sports Betting podcast. Devin, Damn. what's up, brother? Thanks for And joining. most importantly, Oklahoma State fan. Yeah, I'm most importantly. Right yes. now. Well, Absolutely. that's not most importantly, but it's, it's important, right? <laughs> it's a vital uh, importance, I think. <laughs> Lifeblood. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Finally. Finally, so, I have somebody to commiserate with. You know, it's, um, it's a great school. That's, you know, that's all I can say. I mean, you went to it. I did, and I'm just a fan by, you know, nativity, so... Yeah. Um, but anyways, answer your question. I'm great, guys. Thanks for uh, having me on. And I've been looking forward to this. Uh, so I, yeah, we're going to do a little home and home, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we love, yeah. It's, get it's get back on, the, and... on, the, on Devin's show, so, which yeah. we're also excited for. So tell us a little bit about you and how you got into this and kind of a little bit at your show and kind of your, you know, your kind of network that you have sure, going over sure. there. I guess, you know, the best place to start would be with HoopBall, you know, over at hoop-ball.com. I listened to Dan Bespers' fantasy basketball podcast uh, today in the NBA. And, um, you know, he, he would just have really great analysis and it was consistent and thorough. So I made sure to check it out all the time. And then, you know, uh, he was very open and receptive to listeners reaching out and stuff. And he put a little, you know, recruitment blurb out and it kind of, you know, struck my attention. And uh, so I just, you know, said, what the heck? So I emailed him and I started sports betting very seriously at the time. You know, I'm still pretty. Uh, How long ago was this, you think? You know, this was like, you know, within the last year and a half, to be honest. Okay, so I think it's last. It's relatively year, new. Yeah. yeah. I mean, this is, um, you know, I'm not going to act like a seasoned vet or anything like that. I'm still building my, you know, credibility. And uh, right. 
you know, but it's something I'm very passionate about. And so, you know, one thing led to the next and he said, this is actually awesome because I was looking at starting a gaming division. He used to host one and head one back in, you know, the early 2000s, you know, so uh, responded to him and then, you know, it just kind of went from there. Uh, did some live shows with Hootball to talk about fantasy basketball stuff, presenting content like that. And then, you know, the recordings and stuff just kind of started happening. So uh, to be quite frank, I, I'm not sure exactly how it. <laughs> I love that though. I mean, I, I think it. it speaks a little bit to the, we always joke about, you know, gambling Twitter, the sphere, but, uh, but it is a network. There, there's a network out there. You know, we, we've said that before. Yeah. And it kind of, it's kind of nice to focus on something and just kind of create your own little sphere within gambling Twitter because Gambling Twitter as a whole is a, just a, a diluted mess, right? <laughs> yeah. So if you can kind of, and that's kind of one of the things we're trying to do on this show is have other people on that we think are incredible that can in turn, you know, people can maybe follow you now and get, and sure. get fantasy advice or, you know, Mountain West football picks or whatever, you know, right. whatever you're good at. And instead of just searching for like the hot hand or whatever. Mm. what have you really felt like you've keyed in on you know is it certain sports you're into uh, is it more the more more fantasy more of the sports betting i know there's so much out there right i think even you know just sports fanatics right which i know pun and i are like there's a lot to sift through i've so, seen a lot of know, just like his fantasy like his uh fantasy stuff like yeah but um you know it to be honest it's a i would say it's a conglomerate of college sports mm-hmm. um professional league I would probably say baseball, you know, because there's so much of it. And I like to use sample size to my advantage yep. and try to build my model throughout the year. And then, you know, uh, have a, have a good profitable season, but um, you know, NFL, as y'all know, uh, yep. is volatile and very, very tough. It's funny. If, if you look at my Twitter activity, it's like all day nonstop, just flooding of content for me on Saturdays <laughs> and leading up to, and then like Sunday, it's just like a little like chirp, like here you're and off there. The, grid. <laughs> the NFL and, is so, but you're doing is that because you're in the fetal position trying to figure yeah, out what just happened. So what, but you're like 60% winners on that, in that contest, right? Or is that right? Yeah. Um, you know, that is, you know, uh, uh, me and is a couple a, of other guys, okay. But I mean, that's the team recognition. That's pretty but, good. Um, over on Tally site, yeah, I, I don't know if they've reached out to you guys, but they were asking me about other analysts. And, you know, it's a really great platform to yeah. track your stuff. And there's some big names on there and some yeah. it, and it's head to head style. So it's like you're, you're up against the best. And so, um, but yeah, college football, honestly, is where in the Sun Belt. Sunbelt. I can sun sunbelt belt all day. You're not wrong for going to obscure, more obscure, right? Well, now you moved to the Sunbelt. Is that yeah, why? Exactly. You, now we know why you moved over there. Yeah, You're right. Yeah. You want to be in Sunbelt country. Yeah. Uh, Georgia State and Georgia Southern's down in this area and Georgia Tech. So, which, you know, <laughs> they should be in the Sunbelt. But they got to bring back the option, I think. They yes, should be. Yeah. yeah. Just hire Paul Johnston back. Just fix, <laughs> fix it all. It's like that when K State hired that prince dude or whatever yes for like what was it, it was like three quarters of a season and then they and brought then bill, bill snyder, snyder right back like, right now you know what <laughs> not matters like I'm that not we're not we're not running the spread yeah I, i'm i'm stepping in here guys but he had so. that quarterback that was pretty good he got drafted what was his name oh um, josh uh johnson or um, he got drafted to the Buccaneers. Not josh freeman okay. josh freeman yeah. freeman, yep. freeman. Josh Klein was there also. Still got it. Still or Colin Klein. Colin Klein. Colin Klein. I knew there was a Klein. Yeah. 
Yeah, K-State. Still got it. Still got it, boys. Yeah. Speaking of so, which, I'm taking them plus 11 this weekend. There you yeah, go. I, I told you guys you. picks were yeah. coming. Yeah. Did you see Did you see the uh, Longhorns? Uh, yeah. Jayhawks game got postponed. Fifth ranked matchup to be postponed or canceled this weekend. Can't they just Can't they just like give Texas the win? They should honestly. Although Kansas beat them a couple years ago, remember? That's right. That's right. Yep. <laughs> what is it, Puna Ford or the running back? I can't remember his name. He He ran all over him. I remember. You gotta, yeah, you're right. I got to give yeah. my sh- shout out to my Longhorn fan, uh, Sunny Jim. Sunny Jim. Sunny Jim. Is that J I M or G G like G Y M? Sunny oh, Jim. Like, Okay. You know, like the character yeah. from Jumanji, like. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Um, but let's talk. We want to talk pokes for a minute. Um, yeah, absolutely. Do you, you guys have a big game. a big game at all? Yeah, something off? like that. So that line, did you see that line open at nine and a half, or was that just me? I I did see that, and I okay. wasn't. And sure. now we're at seven, right? Yeah, yes. a key yeah. number. So um, I I don't know. It's at Norman. There will be fans. Um. But pretty limited not a number well oklahoma's pretty um lax <laughs> they're starting to drill it down now though it's oh, starting right to drill right it. yeah 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 but i don't know if it's gonna affect this game i keep i keep like hoping or not hoping but i keep thinking they're going to cancel it or something's gonna happen well, but. The, and the the scary thing is with how spencer rattler's starting to look and this is how i thought he was gonna look um that's why i took a little dark horse you know heisman ticket on him yeah if i I thought if he could have got ou undefeated through the Mm -hmm. big 12 championship that could have been enough to uh you know get him into the heisman conversation those were preseason odds yeah i think it was like plus 650 or something no it's totally worth a flyer because you know it's it's going to be worth a take next year no doubt but you know their defense as we've seen is pretty um exposed oh, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, ours is you know not to toot is one of the own, better but one of the better ones in the, the country yeah. in the co- whole country which is so weird right yeah. because um, it's never been a right never right. ever had any sort of defense like this well and it's is that, jim is that a change in the scheme or anything yeah jim Knowles yeah. came over from duke two years ago um and if you look at duke's defensive ratings from about 2014 to 2017 18 i mean it they were better, one of the better defensive units in the yeah. ACC for you know a good yeah. chunk of those seasons. Uh, he runs a multiple defense, so we got the guys and the pieces that can move around um, real adjustably. Um, big time Rodriguez, man, like big time Rodriguez. man, man. yeah, big man time man to man, which helps. Yeah, right. like uh, you know Flowers a couple years ago, he was a cornerback, you know, right. for us in the NFL. Now, now. yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so, yeah, uh, that change was great. Um, and I honestly just want to see a lot more out of our offense. Like we have just been so so. What's your, so what's your opinion? I let me give you mine, and I'm going to see if you agree. Mm-hmm. I think the offensive line has a tough time run blocking on the edge. They can't get Chuba to the edge for some reason. They can't get him on off tackle. Mm-hmm. At least everything is everything is up the middle, and you're start already starting in the shotgun, and it's just they don't. I don't, his holes just aren't there, and when he does hit him, he's just not—he's not breaking that first tackle like he did last year. Yeah, um, I'm glad you brought that up because one of the biggest deficiencies I've seen in Mr. Hubbard this year, the Canadian cowboy as he is on Twitter, mm-hmm. um, is when he's running, you know, laterally, and he's got a pretty good lane for at least seven, eight. 
Um, if he just stretches it out more and more and more, um, he can maybe even bounce it up for a first down. He does this thing where he gets to about four and a half yards and he just starts turns chopping up. it and like yes. he kind of tries to bring it in and like yes. turns his back to the play yes. and he like tries to fall backwards and then ends up getting pushed mm -hmm. back. And like what could be an eight yard gain has been now a three and a half or He's running yards. like he's running in like Mike Shanahan yeah. Denver scheme where you have these <laughs> stretch plays. Mm hmm. Um, and then he, you know, you have these stretch plays and you're kind of going with the grain and then you hit it up against and you, then you have those he, cutbacks and those, right. Lines. But he's not, there's no holes there. It's like the, it's like the offensive linemen aren't getting to that second level. Right. Right. And that's and the, been an issue. The offensive line is the younger part of our team. You know, I was we going to ask, did they turn pieces over year over year? Cause obviously um, he had injuries and one guy, one guy opted out or transferred. Yeah, yeah. Two starters at least, but um, it's all good thing is it's all younger guys that mm. also got some run last year. Cause we were pretty unhealthy. Um, Spencer Sanders just. It's so frustrating. Right. Yeah. Cause he's so good and can be like pretty consistently. And then he so just cool. kind of does the things that he does and doesn't get the ball to open guys or just makes a terrible <sighs> read or holds on to the ball for nine seconds Ugh. and runs around. And So I talked about this. Um, I forgot which show it was. It, we were talking about the Texas game, I think. Was it, it was after the Texas game. Yeah, because so, we were talking about – because I made I went down all the stats. his concussion of what looked like a concussion in overtime, and I was like – I hope he was concussed after that because he, he looked like he was playing. He, that he way. definitely looked the part after that. Yeah. And then, but you the know, stats that's a were great absurd. example. Yeah. Of that game. The stats that's... were absurd. They, they won every category except turnovers, essentially. Right. And, and, you know. And, dude, the... I, my comparison was to Lamar Jackson. So, yeah. obviously, he's not a Heisman winner. He's not going to be an NFL player. But mm -hmm. in a, on the college level, he's a lot like Lamar. He, he doesn't have great accuracy. Um, he runs well. He makes kind of bad throws. And he just – to me, his ceiling – he's kind of hit his ceiling for whatever reason. Yeah. He needs to run more, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and if he gets hurt, so be play it. call, you know. Uh, and honestly, the quarterback behind him, you know, our, we've seen our now second and third string quarterback this season. And we're still one he's loss on the season. Um you know, one other thing about him, and we can, you know, maybe, I don't know, move on. I don't know what you guys got planned, but the um, pre-snap reads that does mm -hmm. do not exist with him. Mm -hmm. um, it's obvious where pressure will be coming from sometimes, and he does absolutely nothing. He just he's a it. one read. He's a one read thrower. Yeah. Pre and post snap. Well, let's end <laughs> this on if you guys, if you bid at the nine and a half, or if you're going to bite at the number now, or, or where you guys see this game unfolding. Ooh. Um... Seven so, and total I'm, 59 and I'm a half. not betting it. Yeah. Um, I would take the under 59 and a half. Yeah. If, that's if, that's kind of – But I'm probably not touching it. I want to really just want to enjoy it because I'm actually yeah. going to be able to watch it. I not to sound like a homer. And, like, and I've gotten over the it's cliche tough. of like betting with your heart and whatnot. Yeah, like I've, or the emotional I've gotten, edge. Like I'm betting against the Seahawks tomorrow night, um, foreshadowing there. But um, so <laughs> – uh, you know, it, it is what it is, and uh, I've taken the points against Oklahoma State this season. I, I just uh, – but like you said, probably if I was going to touch something, it would be a slight lean or a maybe half unit, one unit play on the uh, under. Um, the defenses, I think, are going to be what sets the tone in this game. Um, yeah. There could be a few turnovers, 
sloppy. Like, it's it's, it's gonna yeah, it's gonna have to come from o- Oklahoma State's gonna have to play a perfect game. Yeah, um, to the, win. They're all those have penalties to con- cannot happen. No all turnovers. Freaking penalties. No turnovers. Good special teams. Yeah. Basically, the, it's the same. It's the same formula for both teams to win. Yeah. Um, but for Oklahoma State, I think they have to play better than because OU is more talented. They have better players uh, from top to bottom. Maybe not at the top. I mean, I think OSU has better talent um, at wide receiver and at running back and on defense. Yeah. But at quarterback, it's a big mismatch. Um, coaching, I think, is also a big mismatch. I think Lincoln Riley is a top three or four coach in the country. Mm-hmm. Gundy's good, but he's old school. He, get, he gets super conservative in these games, yeah. and that's what that's what sometimes loses it for him. So yeah. I'm excited to watch. I, mean, I, I think what's going to happen. I think OSU is going to make some dumb turnovers early, and it's going to they're going to lose. Yeah, and if yeah. they if they hold on to the ball, if they keep this thing a game. And they win dirt. They're gonna have to win dirty, and they're gonna have to win with a late field goal. Yeah. Um, and they're gonna have. To, they're gonna have to keep Rattler from running. Have right. to. Right. Yeah. And Chuba's gonna actually have to show up. Yeah, we need a good um, buck fifty out of. Last him. question. Last question. I know everybody here wants to talk about Oklahoma State and listen to them, but is folks, it, radio. What? What's? What's the um, status of like LD and? Um, mm, and you know? uh, yeah. And Sanders, and I think Sanders is okay, but like Trey Sterling, for example, is he okay? I mean, you know, huge. let me, uh, I've got the beat reporters stuff here very accessibly. So let me grab that. You know what? Just email uh, the Pistols firings guys. Yeah. They would hop on real quick. Yeah. <laughs> send, them, send them the code. So we, we'll get back to you guys with that one. But, um, there was one game I wanted to get your guys' opinion on, and then we could then we could open it up and let it rip a little bit. But um, the number twenty-one ranked team in the country is Liberty at eight now. Yes, it Going is. Going to NC State in the in the in the night slate. I think it's at seven thirty Eastern game. Hugh what Freeze do you guys think re- about that team? Hugh you know, Freeze re- revenge tour a little bit. Yeah. Do you want to go ahead, pun first, or no? You go ahead. Oh, yeah. You go ahead. <laughs> Oh, man. You know, so I can toot my own horn and whatnot, but (laughs) all right, I will small amounts, but Liberty and Coastal Carolina. I've been talking about them since before, like since week one. I took Liberty to cover in week one and it just built from there. They're undefeated against the ACC. They played uh, Syracuse and they uh, played Duke, if I remember right. Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech. I'm sorry. Yes, Virginia Tech. Um, and, you know, obviously beat both of them. Like you said, Hugh Freeze, that's a huge part. Another big part is quarterback Malik Williams um, because he was a former four-star recruit to, I want to say, Auburn or no, Ooh. Ole Miss. I think Ooh. it was Ole Miss. Um, so, I mean, that's where a Hugh Freeze was. Right, right. So there is a familiarity there. There is, mm-hmm. you know, talent beyond – you know, the conference and the, you know, the opponents around them in their conference that, you know, other teams just don't have at the quarterback position. And, you know, uh, it's shown they have a really great defense. Their defensive numbers could be better in some spots, as you can say, with a lot of teams or every team. But um, I and think that's a growth spot for them year over year, right? Because yes. I know they've been putting up points with under Hugh Freeze in that offense, some of those, yeah. you know, terrible matchups, but it always seems like they were, they were throwing punches, but they couldn't stop anyone. 
Right. Yeah, they, um, they've got a lot of experience in the linebacking core um, and they're hybrid guys, they're pass rushers, they're back end coverage. Uh, you know, they got five, six deep on the um, secondary chart, you know, depth chart. They, I, I love this Liberty team. I think they beat NC State. NC State's shuffling through their quarterbacks right now. It might be Ben Finley. It might be, um, I can't remember their second or third string guy's name, but, you know, to say the least, Devin Leary's out. Um, you know, he, he's been out the last few games and they've been trying to figure out the quarterback situation. Lots of They points. keep making them dogs, which is interesting. You know, so I know, I, I remember the Virginia Tech line jumped out at me. It was I, seven, I think. Yeah, it was seven or so seven and a half in some spots. So is Liberty a independent? No, so they are um, actually, that's a dang well, good question. Well, did they question. join a conference this I want to say that they're in, no, no, they, they, are, they are an independent. Yeah, I thought they are. I yeah. thought they were, but I couldn't remember if they joined a conference. No, you're absolutely day, right. Um, which, is, which is crazy. I don't know how they even got a schedule together. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, speaking of, like, more college stuff, but this basketball team of theirs also, they were going to be in the March Madness tournament. Yeah, they I were guarantee really good. Yep. And it's this athletic director that they hired a couple years ago, and it was uh, the same time they hired Hugh Freeze, and they their whole, you know, athletic department is just kind of soaring right now since the hiring of that ad let's get byu and liberty into the big 12 just yeah absolutely you know they're <laughs> well, located in virginia liberty is so right. yeah lynchburg or something is that right yeah 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 yep. they had a ton of they were in the news a lot when the covid stuff first started happening because i think they were they were one of the early schools willing to open up campus mm-hmm, mm-hmm. if i remember correctly they how got crazy a lot is it they how crazy is that they played coastal the last game of the year right oh i didn't right. know that yeah, yeah. So you're, you're telling me both these teams could be undefeated against mm-hmm. each other. Yeah, yeah that, that better be game day. They, they, that they be. better. I mean, that, uh, speaking that, of Coastal. They, yeah, they that's, a, that's a tough matchup, man. I'm staring at it right now. Yeah, so speaking of got Coastal. Appalachian State at uh-huh. Coastal, right? Yeah. Is that neutral? No, that's in Conway, yeah. That's in, that's this is a uh, – guys, you know. I, I, is this a hammer wagon, talk? Is this a hammer talk? MC, MC uh, <laughs> Devin over here. Um it's just the bandwagon's rolling too fast now i'm not jumping out just let me go ahead and keep rolling with the chanticleers they i've won so much money because of these guys they've (laughs) like you know the picks have been so easy um this one i like the under also because appalachian state has a great defense too these are two of the premier defenses in all of the smaller conferences, not just the Sun Belt. I'd put these two defenses in the Mountain West. I'd throw them in the Pac-12 and feel confident about these defenses. Um, You know, it's going to be a fun game to watch. It's going to come down to execution. You have great coaching on both sides, dynamic run games for both teams. Uh, The quarterback matchup is going to be great. You got Zach Thompson, I believe his name is, for uh, App State. And then you got Grayson McCall. Uh, for Coastal Carolina, the freshman sensation, go Chanticleers. Uh, you know, that's how I feel if, about it. If, if for nothing else, we get set up that battle with, with, uh, with Liberty. With Liberty. Yeah. That would be awesome. Year. December 5th, I think. It's um, going to be a great way to uh, get some nice small school representation. Uh, in I wish I w- this would have been a cool year to, to go to eight playoff teams. Yeah, absolutely. Um, especially with one the thing that'll be interesting, maybe season. a tough spot for them is that Appalachian State team really played down to to Georgia State or Georgia Southern. I think it was Georgia State they were playing. Yeah, 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 Georgia State. And so you know, you could tell it was probably a look ahead spot for them. 
Mm-hmm. Um, uh-huh. But they got the are there any there. other are there any other big games this weekend that you're looking forward to? Um, um you know, I'm trying slate. to talk myself out of taking. You know, and this is probably the premier matchup, uh, in my opinion, of the weekend. But I really want to take the 30 and a half with Stephen F. Austin against Memphis. <laughs> I know. It's, it's, yeah, everyone's going to be watching Dude, it. Memf- um, Memphis, uh, but Memphis isn't, hasn't shown a lot to me this season. Specifically defensively. Um, and they honestly, we were talking about programs that were hit pretty hard with COVID or, you know, that were deeply rooted to COVID. Memphis, I mean, they lost like 19 players, I think specifically Dude, to that's, COVID. that's a big number and coaching staff um yeah. so in this Stephen f austin team you know they i think they could jump up in the fbs within the next couple of years mm-hmm. um them and maybe like a central arkansas those two teams are always winning you know they play the bigger schools pretty well um and those dakota teams i mean yeah and a bu- the dakota teams absolutely. there's a bu- there there's some really good ball good football played in that in that right. level that is, you almost forget they're not Division One or whatever you want to call it. FBS. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, and then other than that, you know, just Friday night, I was looking at Purdue and Minnesota, which I mentioned to you guys off camera. Yes. Um, Purdue's passing attack, I think, is going to get rolling. And, um, you know, they came off that tough loss against Northwestern. And Minnesota ranks, I think it's 90th or worse in just about every defensive category. What is wrong with them? I, they are not rowing the boat. They're ever. not. No. It, those not, golden not the gophers runs are, uh, they're getting a little tarnished so, <laughs> uh I, I i locked in two and a half it's gone up to the key number of three so i'm yeah. glad i got got it off of that but i wouldn't be scared to buy off that hook if okay. you know, your book or whoever offers that but, what do you think about um indiana ohio state you know i was looking at that one um, 20 and a half yeah. Yeah, that is giving no credit to indiana at I all i saw because they're what are they ranked now eight eight nine Nine. nine, yeah. If you're really ranked nine, should you be getting twenty and a half points? Should you be getting twenty and a half points? I mean, no. Like it's a strong line, though. It was. It was kind of the reaction I had when I saw OSU get nine and a half. I was like, yeah, nine and a half. That seems. I I see this game more around three or four with with for Bedlam, but um, I um, my my analysis. It's just Ohio State didn't cover last week against Rutgers. I think it was. Yeah. Yeah. What was that number though? Third, twenty-seven. In the thirties. That's odd. That's odds. That's odds. favorite team. That's his oh, favorite is it? Team. <laughs> Go Rutgers, Scarlet Knights. I'm a Jersey guy. You gotta, you gotta. Yeah, yeah. Hang, uh, hang your hat on something. <laughs> I used to have a created player on NC Dub 2007, <laughs> and I went to Rutgers. I was a running back. So mm. I was. Boys, boys, yeah. I interrupt this program to announce that Cole Anthony just went to the go Orlando under? Magic at. Number it's got to be fifteen or sixteen. Yes, boys. Oh, I think we're all good. market. Market. Yes. yes. Shout right. out to Lock Bets. Was Orlando fifteen? It was. Yeah, I had uh, eighteen and a half. So. Oh, good call. If you went under. Tell us what pick. Where's the Where's the I, number? It was, it was fifteen. Pick sixteen, oh, Portland. Fifteen, yeah. boys. Everyone cashes. Yes. Um, real quick here, three and zero for the Hootball team on the uh, yeah. on, on the, draft? the NBA draft. We nice. we took uh, plus one sixty for Anthony Edwards like on Sunday night to be the first. Dude, that line moved, man. I, so much. I saw it at minus one thirty this it morning plummeted. before the draft. It was like minus three hundred. Yes. So you guys had it over the weekend. Yeah, we, we it was for the Monday ball. show. We recorded Sunday night. Uh, so yeah, and that was great, great value. Um, 
I can't believe it moved that much. That was crazy. crazy. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Hell yeah. That's a good way to spend a Yeah, that's a nice that's a nice way to pick up some All right, back to football. Christmas money. All right, back to football. <laughs> back to everything's, food. Everything's a devil uh, to you, mama. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm a I I think and one more game I want to ask you about is Tulsa Tulane. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's going to be a really good matchup and I think Tulsa's really really good. And yeah. this game will be – so we'll air this on Thursday, so the game will be Thursday night, right? Yeah. Right, right. I want to see what you think about that six-and-a-half line. Um, yeah, I – um, Tulane, you know, their defense is uh, a little bit better than – well, I mean, they've been playing a little bit better lately. Right. Um, and they have a capable offense. You know, they're five and four right now. The line hasn't moved, so I don't think the market or the books or anyone is really too strongly opinionated on this game. My problem is Zach Smith cannot move the ball on that offensive side. They have a phenomenal defense. I can't remember their uh, main linebacker uh, defense uh, NFL he's gonna, prospect. But he's going to be like a first-rounder. Yeah, but he, he's like a Chandler Jones, and he's yeah. dynamic. And then they got a couple guys on the defensive line, but they've actually been giving up some points and yards and making some mistakes lately. I mean, see that well, East like Carolina game, game. Yeah, last game they went down real early, real fast. Right, yeah. And I remember texting somebody, and I was like, settle down. They'll figure it out. They kinda, they, that was SMU, right? They got yeah. rolling. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and they ended up winning. They ended up so, winning by like three. It was a, a buzzer-beaten kick, a field goal, I think. Somehow the state of all the three red teams. Tulane's played nine games. And they're five and four, right? You know, Tulsa just I don't keeps know. getting hit by COVID cancellations. Right? Yeah, yeah, they've they've gotten delayed and postponed. I think about three times. So yeah, I don't know how much. They're four and one. They're almost playing like a Big Ten type schedule, but they. Right. Really yeah, I see this one, and Devin, correct me if I'm wrong. I think. This is a live bet type game. I think mm, I think Tulane game. gets up early and you take it live if you want to if you want some something to do on a Friday night. You know, um, I've been trying to put a detailed write up together on this game, so it's not something I've actually deep dove into, but you know, I'm glad we're talking about it cuz it's given me some more parameters. Yeah. Um the wind, you know, is going to be 15 miles per hour. I can um, attest to that. Now. So with these defenses, um you know, I I think Maybe the uh, under Ooh. could be in play. It's already come off, I think, about two points from the opening line. Yeah, what is that um, total? 53 and a half. 53 and a half. Right yeah. yeah. Um, and then, you know, Tulane's plus 200 on the money line. This is Tulsa's first game as a ranked team, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe a letdown spot. Yeah. Maybe a, a letdown call. spot. So it's a good call. It should be a good watch. Um, yes. Yeah. Entertaining. TU versus TU. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Just like, uh, you know, to circle back to the OSU stuff, when we scheduled the home and home with Oregon State. Yes. I was so excited for that. <laughs> Same colors, too. <laughs> yeah. Beavers and Cowboys. Tell you oh. oh, man. Well, dude, do you want to touch on a little bit of college hoops before you leave or any, any NBA you want to talk about? or You know, uh, um, I think the biggest thing right now is seeing how free agency starts out. Um not too opinionated on it yet. I need to do some breakdowns and some, you know, market research as far as what teams have to spend. But um, 
college do you root, do you root for anybody in particular in the NBA? Yeah, so I'm a Mavericks fan. I grew okay. up a Mavericks. I grew up watching Michael Finley and Steve Nash and Josh Howard and Don Nelson coaching and mm-hmm. Marquise Daniels and uh, you know Eric Dampier. I I could go on and on. Uh, Jerry J Stack, you know. Yeah. Uh, so he's yeah, he's still in the league. <laughs> he's actually I think he's coaching Vanderbilt to be honest. Yeah, he is. I knew oh, he was is he? Okay. Yeah. 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 But I mean he he stopped playing like two years ago, I think. <laughs> Him and Vince yeah, Carter and, and gone Vince, for yeah. Vince gone is just gonna chase that ring. Yeah. Exactly. Um <sighs> Udonis Haslam is now, you know, he's officially on the books for Miami. So he's gonna play he's now the longest tenured NBA player. So one team too. One team. Yeah. yeah. He might Tim Duncan is, it. He might get yeah. around twenty. So, except he's not going to the Hall of Fame, I don't think. No, <laughs> he's in my Hall of Fame. He's the reason. So, college, in so college hoops. How do you, how do you think it's going to work? Do you think it's going to work? Do you think we're going to have a season? Mm-hmm. Um, Man, I got asked this question earlier today. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I I hope so, but with college basketball, there's so much travel, and there's like a ton of cross-country travel I, I know that the scheduling and you know the universities are working on minimalizing that right I, I honestly just feel like a bubble system would be the best but I, how can you do that with college athletes you know they got to go to school I mean you, it's impossible. you can argue that they can the, do it it's online. a logistics nightmare yeah right and then there's Even just the financial the sheer size I mean at least basketball rosters are a little bit lighter but yeah. you're still dealing with a ton of teams so they've kind of they've moved all the tournaments Mm-hmm. I guess on the continental U.S. There's no yes, Hawaii. Yeah, so there's Maui's no, not. Yeah, yeah. Which Diamond Diamond Head, ship, the Diamond Head Classic. Ship. The Diamond Head Classic was my favorite. Yes, I love tournament. that one. Oh um, God, Battle for Atlantis um, is like you said. It moved inland as well. Yeah. Um, that's always. A I think they should play the entire season on the ship. <laughs> yeah. That's a bubble, right? Yeah. 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 Just... <laughs> an, an aquatic bubble. I mean, it. That's literally what it is. At, you know, it flows. Since, since our team doesn't even get to the play in the postseason because they have one infraction, right? Versus KU's like twelve and yeah. Arizona's fifty-two. And Don't get started Duke, on Kentucky Duke and paid Zion and, I mean, It doesn't <laughs> seem to matter what anybody else does. Coach K's back, but we an get one five-star takes, recruit. An assistant takes twenty-two grand uh-huh. to maybe give a kid an Adidas sponsorship at some yeah. point, and anyway. That's well, did anyone in the top 25 preseason surprise you guys? Um, there was a – I don't maybe, think – Maybe the Zags at the top. I mean, yeah, you know, for the first time, they're the opening number one team. Yeah, I was going to say, it was definitely surprising to see them preseason. Baylor, Baylor too, is always surprising. I, Baylor, I never, too. I never take Baylor seriously. Yeah, um, I, I'm with you on that one. Uh, I think the way the top 25 rounded out um, – you know, there's a lot of Big Ten teams. I think Minnesota was towards there. Um, I want to say Iowa. Uh, mm-hmm. Texas was towards the bottom, I believe. Um, it was a couple of Big 12 and Big Ten schools in that bottom section. And then there's a couple – there's a little pocket in 13 to 15 that I thought was pretty interesting. Um, you know, I, I can't remember where San Diego State fell, but I think they were in those early teens. Yep. Uh which it'll be interesting to see what they do. You know, Malachi Flynn left and then uh, – or graduated. He's in the draft pool of players, so for tonight or in general. Um, 
but yeah, um, a couple teams that weren't ranked. Um, I had a couple off the top of my head that I was surprised they didn't get into the rankings. And of course, now I can't remember them. So useless information, guys. It's hard. It's hard to get in college basketball mode because it's been so long since we've seen it. Mm. Even oh, yeah. with some of the other sports slowing down, I still feel like there's a lot going on too. So it's a whirlwind right now. There's yeah. so much, um, which I mean, we shouldn't be complaining about because, right. like, uh, we I know we were, anything, we were pulling, we were pulling out our hair for what three months it seemed yeah don't, don't talk about kbl like that oh <laughs> hey man that was my lifeblood right there for uh, yeah we crushed there, it there oh. was some late late nights uh on that league there not only kbl but we were also um did you bet any simulations any of that? uh you here and there yeah i did i did uh towards the end, got this I desk into it because i got very you know, the show uh complaining because you know a team gets Bases let them no outs and they just strike out. Right? They pop yeah. up in the infield three and say, you, yeah. you know, it's just obviously what's going to happen is going to happen in the simulation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I uh, I did the Madden simulations quite a bit towards the end. Just they got kind of fun, but then I look back at it now and I'm like, what in the hell? Like, like so many like, things could have gone wrong. How, how, <laughs> bad, how bad was it that I was yeah. betting on a freaking video game? I was live Not betting Counter Strike, like a real yeah. like, like a simulation. <laughs> I was live betting uh, Czech Oh, let me try that again. Czechoslovakian uh, tape table tennis. Ping pong. Yeah. I was yeah. live betting it. I was like penny trading it. Like I would like wait and see who got up in the set or whatever. And just or take points. a flyer, right? Can you and bet it, like, like? Can you bet that like tennis like hold serve and stuff? Yeah, dude. It was it was awesome. Dude, that is. And then I would follow, you know, like the brackets and I would see who's building momentum. And I was like, oh, how is such and such like plus 270? I was doing for men's and women's. How is this Russian dude plus 270? Right. And then it, it, Brazilian table tennis. There's like different leagues. Like I was Googling this stuff. It was bad. It was real you know, bad. You guys, that's why you got to follow Devin. I run a chat. <laughs> I run a chat and our members, one of my members is doing a chase for uh, Mexican baseball. And, oh yeah and russian hockey right i was now. gonna say the russian hockey is the one that's crushing right mm-hmm. dude it's like he's plus like 37 units in russian hockey right oh my gosh now. yeah i and might chat. need to get into that market Quick plug. so yeah yeah let us know and you can get into that market i'll give you some picks oh yeah um the best part about all these is you just set it and forget it yeah that's yeah. what i like yeah so. to circle back around the other big 10 team i couldn't think of was rutgers Oh, so okay. They, they squeaked in. Yeah, I had to make sure to bring that up. Michigan was at 25. Ohio State, Rutgers, Michigan, they round out the bottom three. That's I right. thought that was interesting. 23, 24, yeah, 25. Yep, yep, well, yep. We're excited for college basketball. We were excited to have you on. This was, this was great. We, uh, I think we're going to keep getting you back on here, hopefully to do some more college football breakdowns, some more college hoops breakdowns. But uh, follow this guy on Twitter. Devin, anything else you want to plug? Uh, you know, just the website, man. Um, really, really thankful for it. I'm thankful for you guys. Um, I'm glad we were able to make this happen. Um, it's always fun to get together and talk and, uh, you know, commandeer some perspective. Uh, but yeah, hoop-ball.com. Got the wager pass on there, the best bets, the college write-ups, the overload of information. Um, awesome. And then fantasy basketball stuff, too, from our other professionals, DFS stuff, all sorts Perfect. of stuff. Well, thank awesome. you, man. It's a so. ton of content. I've enjoyed reading it and interacting. We're going to keep doing that. So we're going to do a quick uh, read from our sponsor, and then we'll be back with some more fun.
Bods fellow, good sir, Pun Picks. Thanks for giving me the opportunity to chat with the Dad Bods community. What's up, Dad Bods listeners? It's Jeff, aka the old man who bets here. Coming at you live with a quick plug of work we've been doing on for Movember. Movember is an organization dedicated to keeping men alive and, quite frankly, stopping men from dying too young, focusing on mental health and suicide prevention, as well as prostate and testicular cancer. Movember has funded over a 1,000 men's health-related projects in the past decade, and as such, we've pledged to raise over $5,000 for the second year in a row as a team. As we grow out our mustaches to drive awareness, I thank each and every one of you who has donated, liked, or shared our page with your buddies, had a conversation with a man with a man in your life, whether that's a homie, your father, your uncle, or someone you don't even like. Every conversation, every donation helps to keep men alive. You never know who's hurting until you ask. Stop men from dying too young. Things will get better. It will be okay. Old man who bets out. Thanks for sticking around, everybody. We got to go from Jeff. To Graham, the Brothers United, Sharky Waters Nation is in the house. What's going on, man? Oh, as we were saying, we're watching Mac football <laughs> games, which might as well just be certifiable marathons. I mean, how just long? Let it rip. The Marathon Athletic Conference. That's what it stands yeah. for. Do you not know that? <laughs> Quick on your feet. Know, there you go. I mean, we just we just created, I think, the most the biggest truth point in history of the podcast right there. It is what it is. Marathon Athletic Conference. Come on, man. Oh, another Mac- week has a stamp on Tuesday and a stamp on Wednesday. They another, own this slot. Another week of NFL is gone, and uh, Lock Bets is still the leader in the clubhouse for our contest. But um, who went? Oh, Milt. We got to give Milt a shout out. Miltapalooza. The, the only sweep at Miltapalooza on Twitter. The only sweep of the week. Was a tough board, and he kind of he kind of told us before he was he kind of was on the certain games by himself, and I think he felt good about that, um, and ended up ended up helping him out. So, congrats to Milt. Um, as I do the opposite with a reverse sweep, as do you, Sharky, and uh, thanks to the Cardinals. Um, I think we we're all on the Cardinals. We were all very vocal about being on the Cardinals during the last week's the three of us. Yeah. I still argue it was the right side, but I digress. Yeah, I think that if you look at last week's card, it was very difficult. I mean, a lot of spots that were just razor sharp on the line. And, you know, we've said this for years. Of course, the podcast is very new. Thank you to all listeners for joining the Dad Bods podcast featuring the shark. However, the NFL is basically the biggest moneymaker for Vegas going back over the last 40 years. It's literally the sharpest lines you will find anywhere. And, of course, people love betting it. It's one day a week. It's usually three hours of your whole week. You don't have to commit a lot of time to it. You have fantasy football. And we love to bet it, and this is why we started the competition, because we realize it's difficult and it's fun to compete with your friends over gambling Twitter to take the edge off of it to the big public competitors here, which, of course, can become very toxic from time to time. Yeah, and it's and it's also a good way to show people that you can be on the right side and lose. Um, you can be on the wrong side and win. Um, line movement matters. Uh, a lot of there's a lot of learning points, and it's also taught us, I think, to look at three. It's hard to look at three games and pick make three picks on a one to three scale. It's just yeah, especially to tough. weight it. You know, it's just tough to do over a long period of time unless your name is lockbets.net, not .com, .net. Am I correct in, that, in saying that? 
Parlay Pat Latte Lock. We were discussing his incredible first grade game on the playground. I think we were talking about what ice cream, driving, talking about his incredible lacrosse skills as well. Something, the something about a long ball. He's a renaissance man across all sectors of important cultural life. He is he is a what's the good word to call? He is wise beyond his years as well as, yeah, as a man that's still in his 20s he absolutely is major props to him on oh points he will, and he will, i offered i think everybody knows because i mean our twitter following is just out exploding but i offered him to come on the show but he was previously booked on pardon my tank but he won't oh, let him, but yeah so anyway, go ahead. You know, let's, let's busy, busy you know stuff. That's enough about, you know what? That's enough about Locke. I mean, he's not that great. Is let's he? go to the slate. Actually, boys. he is. All right, let's go to the slate. Love you, Locke. All right. So Thursday night. We got to talk about Thursday night because it's tomorrow. The when this will be being dropped. Yep. Do we have a side here? This is all worlds collide. Card Seahawks. This is the game I want. Round they, two. They've played once, right? Yeah, we were a lot of us were on it. I think it was Cardinals plus three and a half. They won outright in a ridiculous overtime game, poorly managed and wanted to give away by both Pete Carroll and Cliff Kingsbury. Here we are. Yeah, no, I mean, and just right off the bat, unfortunately, going back on the point that Vegas makes a hell of a lot of money on NFL football, they also make a hell of a lot of money on the biggest possible games. And I say this every week, I say it almost every day on my channel. Chocolate Waters Nation, ride the movie out of the water. The more obscure the sporting event, the more transparency it is to the better. And this is one of the most marquee games of the whole week, if not the most marquee game. Obviously, I don't think people necessarily thought that the Cardinals would be this good coming into the season. I don't think that people necessarily thought that the NFC West would be as deep as it is, of course, with four teams with a positive point differential. Uh, this is an absolute marquee game. And if you look at the other games on the slate, as we'll, we will come back to this in 10 seconds, Monday Night Football, November 23rd, Rams, Bucks is right there with it. Then, of course, 8.20 p.m., Chiefs at Raiders, a revenge game within the AFC West, with unfortunate COVID issues for the Raiders. We're, we're still figuring out a new line there, unfortunately. Those are definitely the three games of the week. I think secondarily, and I might have disrespected my man Aaron Rodgers and maybe disrespected – Dude, 4.25 p.m., Packers-Colts, also a hell of a game. Those are the top four games by a mile. Mm. And, again, those are probably the sharpest games to bet. So if we really want to go to the layers of the games, sometimes the worst game to watch is the best game to bet. Something to keep in mind for a lot of bettors, obviously in the sphere, as FanDuel and these, these books bring in hundreds of thousands of new bettors, there's a lot of people that truly know they like sports but don't know how to bet. So there's a lot of bad games to watch. So which one do you want to talk about first? Because, I mean, Cardinal Seahawks is going to be fun. Let's just talk about – let's just – briefly, let's just talk. I mean, I – I think that this game – It's almost a pick to me. I I know it's three, but – The problem here is just it's – Is Seattle going to wake up offensively? That's – they really miss Chris Carson at running back, you can tell. I mean, if you want to look at the line as a starting point, which, of course, in the NFL is not exactly like, you know, college basketball and the SWAC on January 22nd where it matters. But when Seattle's minus three and a half on the road and then they come home and the line comes down 
to mm -hmm. minus three, where it should come up. When you're, when you're adjusting for home and away splits, if you're laying three and a half on the road with a division, you come back only a couple weeks later in a revenge game, you should be laying four and a half to six. This is a trap line for Seattle. It should be higher. That being said, again, it's hard to predict because they are coming in here off of two straight road losses and three of four. So this is ultimately the lowest point on their whole season. So if you're ever going to buy low, it would be here. However, professional odds makers are downgrading Seattle in this matchup, which is your classic Joes versus pros spot. Joes will take Seattle here because the most easy thing for Joes to look at is they've lost two in a row. They're at home, yada, yada. Not considering that professional odds makers who are not giving you free money are downgrading the line at home where they should be upgrading the line. Any, like, any, any hangover from that crazy win? I mean, does that – I think that I think a, a very integral point here is that the Cardinals have played Seattle impeccably well for the last four years. And it doesn't make sense, really. This is before Kyler Murray. It's before Cliff Kingsbury. It was, I think, Bruce Arians, Carson Palmer at the end of his run. And then, of course, when they were actually just horrendous, I think they had a backup in there. and They still covered on the road. So, of course, you get sort of the Ciroc on ice model. Shout out to Anthony Latino, my boy in the NBA. But truly, against the backup quarterback, they had Ciroc on ice. Against Carson Palmer, they were just competitive. And now against Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray has owned them in his career. And they should, they should be He's able two to score. One. Yeah. They should yeah. be able to score. Okay. Uh, which one do you Look, I think it's a game, you, you know, from my spot, I could see Seattle winning and, and still not covering that line too. You know, they tend to play a lot of one-score games, one-possession games. Um, that's still been the case this year, you know, besides a couple of blowouts. So. Be careful of that hook. Be weary. Just don't take a knee if you have the chance to win, please. No comment. Yeah, and you know now that I'm now that I'm looking at this, I think I might actually throw a half unit on, on Arizona here because when money I'm looking line, at, money line. No, just just at the plus three. But I'm looking at the way that the Seahawks have played. We've mentioned this numerous times on this podcast. Outside of just a flat blowout at the Falcons in Week One, which of course was the first week with COVID, no fans, the Falcons just played a horrible game in their home stadium. Yeah, that's fairly irrelevant. They were one possession against the Patriots at home, one possession against the Cowboys at home, one possession against the Dolphins on the road, no cover Vikings home, no cover Cardinals road, one possession Niners with backups at home, one possession a loss against the Bills. And then, again, we said it last week. And when we were, I think some of these teams – Even if you went back to last year, because I scaled some of that before the Minnesota game when I took the Vikings who ended up covering – it was the same thing going back to the 2019 season. It was a ton of one-possession games. Exactly. And, you know, we said this last week, and we said the same type of thing last week. They're coming off of an awful blowout-style loss to the Bills. Now they go to a divisional opponent in the Rams. And Pun took Seattle plus two and a half. However, some teams, and this will, this will probably segue us to the, to the Green Bay game, some teams – the, the number really tells a story, and the books have them nailed. The books have Seattle nailed. When the line is a trap for Seattle, they don't cover. And when the line shows strength, they cover. Green Bay, conversely, the line does not matter. 
Green Bay covers the trap lines. They lose on the big lines. They play down here. They play up here. Green Bay is much easier to predict in a public sense because they play a lot more, okay, this opponent sucks. We're going to lay down. This opponent is motivating. We'll play up. Seattle is all about the number. Vegas has them very well averaged. If it's a trap, it's a trap. The number stands. This is a trap number for Seattle despite the environment. And this is a sharp take for the Cardinals. So Cardinals sharp take, not necessarily a play on the contest, but a sharp take. I will Um, likely be on the over. Give me more points. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Maybe even a team total Cardinals play. All right. What's let's next? Talk, we touched on it a little bit. Let's let's go right to that Packers Colts game. I think that's a marquee matchup. That's probably <laughs> unless they didn't fix it. Cowboys Vikings could be America's game of the week, but let's hope they fixed it to Packers Colts. Four twenty five spot. You got the Packers getting anywhere between one and a half to two and a half. So Packers, the screams Packers, right? Sharky? Well, the line does not, but this is exactly what I was just saying. Yeah. The line, the line matters with Seattle. It doesn't it matter. It doesn't matter with them. No. No. So the line you can kind of almost just toss out. And even last week, Indianapolis, again, sort of a coin flip. You know, the Titans were in control of the game and just kind of fell off a cliff at the very end of the game. Um, Indianapolis has been all over the grid this year, but I think this is more important to look at what Green Bay has done. And let's just go down the last few games. They just completely tanked the home game to the Jaguars. I mean, it was just an absolutely pathetic effort, 24 to 20. They probably could have lost the game outright. Uh, Prior to that, they did blow out the Niners. We said with authority on this podcast, they're going to blow out the Niners. Why? Because the previous week, they lost a home game to the Vikings, who were in a revenge game coming in there, and that was a flat spot for them. They just cycle based on motivation and theoretical analysis as to where they should play up and down. So when you look at this, you look at really – an awful effort last week against the Jaguars. Now they come into the Colts. There's not a lot of matchup data here. Of course, the Colts are a new team. Frank Reich, Phillip Rivers, a rebooted defense. You can't even cross-reference this with, like, the previous matchup or anything. I think this is just a very well-weighted line by Vegas. But, again, it shouldn't really matter. And I think that a great narrative point here would be Rodgers off a dud going to the Colts off of a big divisional win. Yeah, you could see him wanting to get the best of, uh, you know, Phillip Rivers and one of the more quality teams in the NFL. Um, so I, I definitely in that way. I think I've been, I've been up and down on the Colts a lot this year. That roster, I've said it before, I'll say it again, is very good. Phillip Rivers, not as good. Um, and you, you got to expect the motivation out of, out of the Packers. I think you'll know early in this game if, if Green Bay's – in it to win it. They, they either start quick or they kind of play to just win, not cover. Or Like that whole Jaguars game, if you watched it, was – and I did watch it because I had the Packers on my survivor pick. <laughs> you went a lot. Very, very worried about that. Um, but uh, it, it's almost like they were just – they knew they were the better team. It was like a basketball team. They, they knew if they got that final possession, they were going to win kind of thing um it, it'll be a different mindset going to indy uh, maybe kind of a message game because uh, they win this i mean they're going to win that division easily um so the division is not a problem this is more of a seeding game to me yeah their biggest competition if they trip up is minnesota staying hot right yeah but i mean they have to stay real hot and they just because they're what four games behind them or something so um yeah so we, we like we all like kind of like green bay and pat you know, 
what odds is even wearing Green Bay colors? Somehow. That's how much he, that's how much he likes. Lambeau leap, baby. I think. Let's jump. Another, let's let's Lambeau leap. Go ahead. You got another one in there. Uh, not just a final point on this. I think it's interesting to note because we have talked about the Colts' schedule this year, and to be honest, they've played a lot of bad teams to get to this point. They played the Jags, the Vikings in the early season, who were just useless. They played the Jets, the Bears, who were terrible, the Browns, the Bengals. So they got this cluster of awful young teams, bad quarterback teams, just the worst of the worst. Then they blew out the Lions, and then this is, I think, a reasonable corollary. Their toughest spot of the year was two weeks ago at home against the Ravens, and they got handled 24 to 10. And I think if you were going to correlate to this to anything, a home game off of a road cover that was off of a 41-21 road cover at the Lions, now they're coming in here off of a huge divisional win, and then they get the Titans again next week at home. So you can't really call Aaron Rodgers a sandwich game for a team. He's clearly a motivating point. But just the situation of a road cover blowout and then getting your arch rival again next week with the Packers off of a lackluster outcome, I think this could be a really nice side take on the Packers. <clears throat> and the Colts, like they, that. Had, well, they had a Thursday night game last week, right? Was it they Thursday? were. That was the Colts Titans. So they've had Thursday. some extra rest. I don't know if that has any it matters or I don't know any data on that. Or but. Yeah, what they do with the uh, line because of it. But it is inter- I mean, it is interesting to team off ten days rest versus seven days rest. Well, let's Lambo leap. See see what I did there? Let's Lambo leap to another play. Look at you. Let's do let's do quickly you. Pat's Texans. Pun, I think you you had some thoughts on this yeah, one. I'm I, not gonna go too deep, but you're on yeah, the uh, I, you're on the cam train, I believe. Yeah, I just think I was I was as if if I play back a recording from two weeks ago, you said you were never better. That's what I was gonna say. I mean, if you if you listen to me against you guys were like all over all over the Patriots versus the Bills and ended up being correct, um, as they did cover, but they lost. Um, and they probably should have won with it if Cam did fumble that. Um, I think the Patriots are clicking, um, and I think the Texans have kind of given up. I. They just suck. I mean, there's some there's some locker room issues there. Um, Kenny Stills is calling out. You know, he got happy the PR lady got you know let go, and that's a, kind of a weird tweet to make anyway. But I, I don't know. Houston is Houston's. Their season is over. They have no coach. Cornell's seventy seven. Do they really want to make him their coach? Um, Watson has no weapons. They can't run the ball. They can't stop the run. And that's all the Patriots do. So. That's my analysis of a public better. What do you guys think? I don't think you're necessarily wrong because I think that if you look at this is like, but, it's a, is but of, it's a fishy line at two and a half. It should be more than that, right? It flipped though. It, it, it moved this after is, that Monday night game. It moved. This is also where I'm going with this. Again, the, the, the theme of this podcast is becoming, I think, a very intelligent one. When the lines matter for a team and when they don't. And I'm looking at this. This is actually very interesting. The lines don't matter for the Texans. The Texans have been misgraded at home against the Ravens, the Vikings, and the Packers. And they lost all three and didn't cover any of them. Every single one of them was a short line for the road team who was noticeably better. So I think this is another – it's very similar to the Seattle environment where they just have Texas in this – or excuse me, the Texans in a a very pigeonholed environment – and the, the odds makers are not really like giving a lot of movement towards their expected average. They're just throwing out these real stocked lines. Yeah, I it's it, I immediately that immediately that's the one line of the week that immediately jumped out to me as being a weird 
a weird line. I, yeah, and again, you have to really look at the environment of this team. As you made the comment, Romeo Cornell, the team's in shambles. If you, if you can start to look at the Patriots, and I made the comment last week, the Patriots are a bit deceiving because the Patriots could have been 3-0. and Right. They lost. They were two and one, and the Raiders keep looking better. Right. They I'm back the on the wagon. I'm back on the damn wagon. You don't have Dude, to sell me. I'm selling it to the listeners. Sell man. it to the masses. I'm on. Yeah. In go back to that Seattle up. game. What happened so in that Seattle at, game, right? Look at the first three weeks. In week one, everybody thought it was just a standard New England win against the right. Dolphins. The Dolphins are pretty classy. So that was a relatively it's a nice word. Classy. Win. They are. They're classy. I like them. I like them. You know, Tua's got that swag in South Beach. On Flores. Flores is a classy man. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Shout out Bevo, our, our resident a Dolphins fan who will shove it in our face every five minutes. And Tua makes these passes that are like bullets, you know? But it, it's really – They're fun to watch. They're a great team. They're fun to watch. They're well coached. Right. Go ahead. Absolutely. And you go – and the Patriots are highly misrepresented – for two reasons. One, people don't like the Patriots, so they're never going to try to give them credit. They're always trying to look for the reason why they actually are worse than they probably are. And two, the COVID thing is ambiguous. But if you really go through it, Dolphins in week one, again, that's an impressive win now that we're looking back on it. Week two at Seattle, 35-30 at the buzzer, one play loss. They could have won Back when Seattle was playing well, too. I mean, they weren't the Seattle of today. Correct. Then they blew out the Raiders at home. The Raiders keep looking better, too. So though, that three-game window, you have three contenders, and they went 2-1, and one, and they probably could have gone 3-0. and oh. Then COVID hit, and the Chiefs game's a throwout. The Broncos game's a throwout. Then they caught an angry Niners team before it all sort of went completely awry for the Niners and got blown out. Then they covered out the Bills in, again, a fumble in the red zone to close a the game. They found, they found their identity is, what, is basically what you're saying, and their identity – their identity is there is what the Texans can't stop is of the run. Yeah, that and you and, yeah. they, and they can't get behind, right? Because they're not gonna they're not gonna score points and move at a quick pace. And, Why is it two and a half? half. I, I, don't, I don't. Anyway, I, I. It's because this is where the books had the Texans graded, and they haven't changed their average. They've been averaged this way the whole year. They were averaged up to every single opponent at home. Every single one. Again, if you go look at where that line posted on Sunday before the Sunday night game, the Texans were were favored. Yeah. It flipped. It flipped after they beat the Ravens. They were favored? On a short line, it was like minus one to minus two. It moved all the way the other way. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Every single home game. Every single home game this year, they've been misgraded and, and overvalued. I'm making this my three-unit play. <laughs> I'll probably be on it in some fashion. I, I, I think the Bel- Belichick does tend to own his assistance, and I do think – If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I just, it's a gut play. Um, I'm not disagreeing with you because if you also think about it, this is a desperation game for the Patriots. The Patriots can get to five. They have to win. Right. They can get to five and five right here. There's and they have right. a lot of divisional games coming forward. and they, Their schedule gets easier. So they need to win this game. And they finally get to play indoors and not be fucking with the weather. Yeah, this is a must-win, period. They should be happy. Okay, cool. I'm glad. So I know I think there's three. I think there's three more we want to get to. So let's jump to uh, one that Sharky and I both like. It's we alluded to it earlier. It might be off the board. Might be back on the board. COVID is real. Wear your fucking masks. 
live the dream. Um, Chiefs, Raiders. <laughs> so what do we like here? Let's one. jump it out. You guys, you guys handle this one. I'm just going to relax. And <laughs> well, we were talking about this off the record. And I think when you look at Kansas City here, they haven't played a good football game in quite a while. And they're kind of in a weird environment where they just won the title and you can just tell they're not ultra focused every week. They know how good they are and they know they can turn it on for about 10 minutes, one quarter, kind of like the Warriors always used to do that one run They coast for 40 minutes, but eight minutes of the game, they're going to beat you by 20 points and that's it. And this is what they do almost every week and take it one step further their best performances of the year were road games against teams they should have been focused against. At Ravens, 34-20 was their best performance of the season by a mile. Then at Bills, 26-17 cover and win. Impressive there. And that was coming off of an outright loss to the Raiders at home. So they were coming off of an outright loss at home. They went into the Bills and blew them out. Then they blew out the Broncos on the road. Then they played the Jets and the Panthers to a one-and-one ATS spot in which the Shark said the game would be 35-10, to 10 and it was 35-9. to 9. Damn, man, how do you do it? But that being said, yeah. Panthers 33-31, super lackluster, which I also had correctly. I don't even know what's going on right now, but it's amazing. <laughs> and now they come in here, and this is an all-worlds collide type of spot. I mean, it's a revenge game. They've played – Two straight, three, actually three straight really uninspiring opponents, Broncos, Jets, and Panthers. They are two and one against the spread, but the last one was their worst of the three. And they get the Raiders here just, I think, waiting to get their best effort, which I think is far and away better than we've seen probably since week three at the Ravens in which they just blew them out. Yeah, and I'm trying to pull up last year's schedule because I think they did – they got on a similar run and got right against the Raiders after a tougher spot, but I might be mixing that up. But, you know, especially in in that revenge spot, there was some some chatter about the Raiders taking a little bit of a victory lap that the, uh, the Chiefs and Andy Reid did not like. So, you know, I think it's, I think it's a chance to get right. If they were, I'm going to, this is not anything about the game, but, don't you wish there were fans at this one? Vegas, wish there was fans prime all time, Chiefs, Raiders, that rivalry. A little bit more renewed. Those right? teams hate each other. I mean, it, yeah. it, it, this goes back to Al Davis and, and uh, Lamar Hunt just, just not liking each other. And so those – can we get some fans back in the stands? All right, go ahead. Go ahead, boys. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's not much to say on that. The only counterpoint that I could potentially find to the take here is something that I overlooked last week when when uh, Arizona did not cover against the Bills. Obviously, it was it was a box checker. However, the one thing that I really didn't necessarily miss, but I didn't value correctly, was the fact that Arizona had a Seattle game on Thursday in a short week coming off of that. So theoretically the bills out of the division at home who are ultra scrappy, as we know, I mean, they keep, they keep covering games by like the hair, you know, like this, whatever you want to call it. And 
when Arizona had a short week game at Seattle, obviously coming up tomorrow night, you could have made an area point going back to when we were scaling this last week. They might not be totally, totally focused with that game as a look ahead. And the Chiefs, even though this is a revenge game, it is the Raiders, they do play at the Bucks next week. And when you start to think about it, the Raiders are not nearly as motivating as the Bucks. And do you so think that's different off uh, you've already lost them once in the division? Yeah, I do. But it's just I'm just giving a counterpoint because totally. there's, always, there's always at least one good counterpoint to these sides. And I do think that there's a potential. I don't think Kansas City loses this game. But, again, you just never know. They're scrappy. They're in their home stadium. They've been competitive all year. Derek Carr. I don't know. I mean, they could, they, there could be a backdoor open here. Um, I, I think there's going to be, as I mentioned before, I think there's going to be at least one portion of the game where Kansas City just, like, lays the smack down. Like, mm-hmm. at least one, like, 17 or 21 nothing, just small window. There was a couple of stretches last year where you could get them <laughs> carried into the playoffs. They would go down in the first quarter, and if you got them, and usually the second or the third, but there was some power, some big-time second quarters. One of those was a game against the Raiders. I think they went off for 21 straight points after, you know, being down early. And they just ripped them off in the second quarter. It was no looking back, smackdown laid, game over, spread covered. So you that's another game, too, if you want to look for an angle, maybe a live bet if, if the Raiders do get out early or Kansas City starts slow. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, of course, we're waiting on the, the COVID adjustment. Raiders just played seven players on the list today. This line could come up a little bit. This could end up, unfortunately, for those who didn't already book it, this could come up to around nine and a half, ten, which – it's a different conversation, which we will revisit if and when the line moves. So let's go to we go to the Bucks. Yeah, you want to touch on Bucks real quick? Real quick on the Rams. That's Bucks Rams. Rams. That's the Sunday night game, right? Do you realize Sean McVay is like twenty-eight and zero when they had the lead at halftime? I thought you were going to tell me he's twenty-eight years old. <laughs> well, he might be, but twenty-eight and zero when they had, when they lead at half. Isn't that insane? Good coaching. Yeah, so just a comical aside, I think somehow the old man who bets just got into my Spotify account. (laughs) Because you're not going to believe what just started playing as I was talking. It is Uh, Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. Okay, that's my outro. We're going outro song, (laughs) Gizzard, Lizard. Guys, listen. Follow the map. Listen. What, what's going on here? Did he hijack my Spotify? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Sharky's gone. Okay, while well, Sharky's gone with Sharky's Gizzard. in the lizard yeah. lair. He's in the uh, the Gizzard universe. Do you, do you have a lean for that one? That's a Monday night game. Not Dude, I, I won't have oh, the 28. So, real quick, 28-0 after halftime. And they've only allowed 36 points in the second half all year. All year. But you got to remember that it was a lot of NFC East bullshit in there. And that's what I, and that's what I said when yeah. somebody told me this stat too. But still, dude, that's crazy. Anyway, yeah. go ahead. My lane would be uh, second half under. I'm just kidding. Trend, trend guy. <laughs> um, yeah, I think, and I, you know, honestly, for me, like that's one. I think that's a nice point that that is Monday night. We don't have to yeah. focus on, on Sunday. We can actually take a look at that next Monday during the day and figure it out. And it's honestly sometimes easier when you're not focusing on 12 games. We can really focus. So, look, so let's look out for that game. And I think you wanted to, you wanted to touch on Steelers Jags. 
So let's touch on yeah. Steelers Jags real quick before we close this thing out. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, the Jags, you know, it's this is there's not much to say on this other than the fact that this is obviously a huge letdown spot for the Steelers. The Steelers do play the Ravens next week. And this is a home game in prime time against literally their number one rival. And if there's ever a spot they're going to play down, it would be off of a home blowout against the Bengals going just into Florida, North Florida. It's just a total no man's land. And again, it's 10 points. And they did this last time they played a bad team on the road. They barely beat the Cowboys 24-19. And that's a reasonable corollary. Even week one against the Giants, 26 Hey, the Cowboys aren't that bad. Let's come. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but uh, Cowboys beat the Vikings outright this week. <laughs> just saying. Ooh, hot take. I do think that the Jags have some, some merit here, which I will be going deeper into as the week progresses. I don't does think the, the, Jags, the quarterback Jags situation. Are they, are they going to start Loman? That's what I was going to ask, yeah. I mean, the quarterback situation is still definitely a little uncertain. Um, but I don't think – I totally agree on the – before the Bengals game and obviously a couple of the marquee matchups, the Steelers really play – we're playing up or down a competition, right? And then, you know, with the Steelers, with the, with the Bengals division matchup, they finally laid a little bit of the smackdown. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what they, what they do. How they and you like the football team too, don't you, Sharky? It's me. Uh, no, we were. T- I mean, we were talking about that before. I think ultimately it's a sharp line. I I don't love the fact that they're laying points out of the division with the Bengals having actually traveled out of the division reasonably well. The Bengals are really difficult to predict. They're always right on the number. And ultimately, you know, Washington, as we said, has been very representative for four straight weeks. Is that sustainable? Is it not? I'm not really sure. It's it, this is just really tough across the board. I think we've really covered the top spots. Yeah. The last real marquee game, which of course we didn't cover, is Ravens laying six and a half to the Titans. But again, this is just a really difficult I game. I just don't I can't figure out either of those teams, dude. I just it's just it's also just a brutal spot because the Titans are coming in here off of a loss and the Ravens are coming in here off of a loss. And it's just your classic environment where you have to go back to last year too. The Titans did steal not steal they dominated the game but the Ravens thought they were going to the Super Bowl last year and the Titans went into that stadium on the road in January and beat the doors off of them so you have to think there's a small window revenge factor there too I think everybody's still expecting the Ravens to click and the Titans to some, somehow start playing defense and neither of those things have happened right no. but what I do kind of like in this matchup revenge factor aside because I think that is a big component I can't really see the Titans stopping the Ravens running the ball. They have not been good defensively. And if the Ravens get rolling and get ahead, they're not going to have the same problems that they've had in some of their losses. Is this a teaser game? Right. Is this a teaser game? Tease game? Tease game? Yeah, I mean, I kind of lean – I lean Ravens personally. Yeah. Um, so I'll be looking, digging a little bit more. They're the better team. Um, but then it's a look ahead to the Pittsburgh. So, I don't – you know, I – so many narratives, too many. Yeah, I mean, yeah. look, they are the – what's that? <laughs> They're really bad offensively this year, huh? They're the 24th-ranked DVOA offensive team. That's, that's shocking. That's really bad. Yeah. And then on the yeah. other side of the coin, you got the Titans, who are the 24th-ranked defense. Yeah. Overall. I, I, I got to get into the rushing, but – 
I yeah. think that game is just incredibly difficult to take a side. I think there's a lot of good points for either side of this game. Yeah. All um, right. Quick around the horn. Let's go one pick each. I don't know if I'm prepared. I will go. F- <laughs> I will go first. <clears throat> I think we all know where that's going with the Patriots minus two and a half. Actually, minus two if you're allowed to bet DraftKings, which I'm not. Um, so anyway, uh, Patriots for me. Who's going next? Oh, man. As Anthony said, I think we all need to go a little bit deeper on this. Um, I may not even finalize this play, but I do think just as a point for our listeners, I think the Packers do have a very specific situational spot here coming off of another typical lackluster home game. I think the Packers are a pretty reasonable side. Yeah, and I'll probably jump on that bandwagon of one we talked about with the Chiefs if it hovers in that 7-8. to eight maybe even nine range, if it starts getting double digits for any weird reason, that might be a, a little bit more telling or, you know, cautious. But. Yeah, and, and before we get off, I just want to make a couple of comments about the games we didn't talk about. Because as we were saying to open the broadcast, the more obscure the game, potentially the better it is to bet. Uh, you do have the Chargers coming in here laying a big number to the Jets. People are so far off with the Chargers because the Chargers just keep getting really unlucky in small windows. And again, certain things are statistical anomalies. These, te- these professional athletes are very much robots to their averages. And ultimately, when you see the Chargers here laying eight and a half, this is very similar to their double-digit number to the Jags, which was their last cover. And I think it's a reasonable corollary to take the, the Chargers. And, of course, I've been losing with the Chargers every week, but it's one of those things where, you know what usually people do? They run away from the good thing as soon as it gets good. So you lose, lose, and you're like, enough, enough, and that's when they start winning. Like, you're not, your theory isn't wrong and you run away from it precisely when it turns the corner. Uh, two more comments on other games. Um, <clears throat> Falcons, Saints, we do have Jameis Winston hosting the Falcons, undervalued Falcons. Falcons did travel very well on the road to the Panthers. They're showing significant upward movement. I, I believe Rocky Morris is coaching now. I think that they've, they, they were obviously, in the beginning of the season, they got backdoored three or four times. They're very undervalued. I think there might be some significant merit taking the Falcons here. Number is very ambiguous and scattered because, again, Jameis Winston, we have no idea what's going on there. And then, of course, we have the Eagles at the Browns. Pun was on record saying he thought the Browns might handle them. I was on record saying I think there's a very sharp, contrarian Eagles side. The Eagles have played worse in the division. They've played better out of the division. And they've been right on the number a couple times at Steelers and another away game recently. I think the Eagles might get over the hump this week. And I think the Browns are a bit overvalued. So just wrapping up, I wanted to touch on all those games. And, of course, there is Teddy. Well, well done. Well done. Thank you, Sharky. Thank you, Devin. Thank you, Old Man Who Bets and the Movember crew. Roll, King Gizzard. In the Wizard Lizards. What is it? Follow the map. King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard for your listening pleasure. See you next week. Cheers, all. Thanks, Shark. Absolutely.